Hello everybody and welcome back to At The Movies with William Fletcher. I am your host, William Fletcher, and this week I'm joined by Kitty. Hello. Um, and so this week we will be covering the uh, nominees for Best Picture this week. So it's going to be eight films we're going to go through, which is going to be so much fun. Um, so, um, so, um, I'm gonna just say, we should try and keep it spoiler-free, because a lot of these are, like, relatively, like, new films, and I don't know if everyone has seen them, so we're gonna warn if there is spoilers, and we'll probably delve and touch on spoilers, but, uh, we're gonna try and avoid it as best as we can. Okay. Um, so... I get. Do you have any like general opinions on the Oscars and like oh just oh like awards film awards rather in general? Um. Well, not as bad as the Grammys. I'll tell you that much. But uh, I think <laughs> quite quite an outdated uh, practice. Oh, I don't know. I find it's usually fine, but there haven't been a lot of surprises since the old. La La Land Moonlight incident, but oh, yeah. yeah, usually no complaints. Like yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I think that sort of this uh, last year was a pretty was not too bad. Like some good stuff happened last year, you know. Yeah, it was fine. But then the year before that, it was Green Book as Best Picture winner, which is not. I never ended up seeing that. I've, I haven't I haven't seen either of them, but I just know that Green Book is the one nobody liked. Well, is the controversial one. Mm. Um, but so for this year, I've seen all the Best Picture nominees, as you have you, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we're just going to talk about them. Um, is there any particular order you want to do this in? Do you want to just go like alphabetical, or is there like a specific way you want to do this? Uh, maybe I want to hear like your ranking, like your list, and maybe we just talk about them, mm. like from that. Right. Okay. Well, because I was kind of I was gonna do that at the end, give my full ranking of the oh yeah picture nominees. So um, I've also do just... you hear mine then? Uh, yeah, sure. We'll start with yours, and then we'll do mine at the end. Okay. All right. So I actually I made two lists. I made <laughs> yeah. a best picture ranking yeah. Yeah. for films that. I like want to get best picture and think I should win that, and then I actually made a second list for how much I enjoyed each one because yes. I think it's actually like a little bit different. Yeah, you did and, send me like, I... these. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So okay. I'll I'll just state my list for yeah. best picture. Uh, first, Meanery. Second, The Father. Third, mm-hmm. Sound of Metal. Fourth, Promising Young Woman. Fifth, Nomadland. Sixth. Judas and the Black Messiah, seventh Mank, and then eighth Trial of the Chicago Seven, and uh, I think the only differences in my enjoyment ranking are I put Promising Young Woman second, mm. and I put Mank last, mm. and that's like the main difference. Yeah. Um. All right. So, do we want to go in that order, or should we? Because do... I've got a a random like sort of order generator here. Oh, yeah, I we can do that. The... I could just put them in there, and then we can just. Talk about it from there because that's, that's just fun. more interesting. 
Um, yeah. And uh, also at the end of this, if you want, we can just sort of talk about like predictions for cer- certain categories. Because mm-hmm. I've got some thoughts on some categories. Um, but give me a second. So I'm just going to do just one randomize and then just see what is first. Uh, okay. So first, um, so I'm just going to go off this order. So first off is Nomadland. Okay. I think this might be controversial. All right. Uh, can I actually say, before we started, I was looking at the ratings I gave the Best Picture nominees, and I did change some, and I did change the ranking for some of these films, so it, it was different, but mm-hmm. some have gone up in ratings and some have gone down. So I'll just say What were your initial thoughts of Nomadland? Um, I put it a lot higher than I feel like it probably should have been. Um, mm. I, It's not bad... Like it, it, it is good, but I just kind of feel it's rather aimless, and yeah. there's no plot to it, honestly. Yeah, I agree. I, I found throughout, like sitting in the cinema, I was like checking the time. I was like, oh, this is a bit, mm. bit boring. Um, but I think Chloe Zhao's directing was really amazing. Thought mm. that aspect yeah. was great. But in terms of like pacing and the actual plot mm. or lack thereof, is an issue. Yeah, yeah. I think that this is maybe the most sort of meandering kind of like film. Like it's the one with the least plot of mm. the nominees. I would argue. I um, and it's kind of I, I kind of like the idea of it. Sort of, it's just sort of following one character. And sort of her journey and sort of going to all these different like places and i think that's fine and i think that i like that as a concept but i also think that it wasn't gripping enough and, and i do think it had yeah. yeah there just wasn't you know um a, a, a real story to get invested in like all the other nominees yeah. had sort of a a beginning, middle, and end, whereas this just sort of seemed like just sort of random events that sort of could take place at kind of the point. Like, when they take place isn't, like, a big deal, exactly. Like, it doesn't Mm. matter. It definitely wasn't very gripping at all. Mm. There wasn't a whole lot of suspense, but Mm. it was sort of, like, calming. And I can't... I'm trying to think of other films that I've seen that have the same sort of premise where you just follow one character and it's not really, um, like... The typical three act structure, but mm. this might actually be the first that I've seen to do this sort of thing. Mm. And I agree, I think the idea is really great, uh, but in practice, it just I don't know, maybe we weren't the right audience for it. Like when I saw it in cinema, there were a lot of like older couples, oh, yeah, so maybe they enjoyed it more. Mm. But yeah, I definitely think it wasn't, wasn't thrilling, wasn't gripping. Mm. wasn't very interesting but yeah. great direction mm. and the aesthetics were really nice it was shot mm. well the score was really good i enjoyed that a lot mm-hmm. yeah but yeah definitely one of my least favorite yeah i had this uh th- i think actually no the ranking i think it stayed in the spot where i had it rated before i just dropped the score down um mm. i i think that like Frances mcdormand i think she gives a very good performance in the film um yeah. 
but I think that's sort of it, really. I don't, like, the direction, like, everything that everyone's, like, praising, like, the script and, like, the directing and editing and everything, the cinematography, I didn't really get. I sort of thought that it was, like, fine. Like, I don't, I'm just gonna say that I don't think this should win Best Picture. Yeah, I agree. um, I do not think it's a Best Picture film. But, like, it kind of does make sense that it would. It seems like it's a very, like, awards bait. Not baity, but, like, sort of a thing, like, awards bodies would like, you know, sort of very slow and no plot, really, and just sort of ponderous. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I think that... Yeah, and, and, it, and it kind of did just sort of leave me thinking, what was the point? You know, that it, it didn't really... Um, I don't know. It just didn't feel like it had anything, a lot to really say, you know? Yes, I agree. Like, if the point of a film is to, like, show this one character's journey, what is the actual journey other than, like, um, where she physically travelled to throughout the film? Hmm. I felt there wasn't a whole lot of character development and she was still the same person Hmm. at the end of the film. Yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of just stuff happens, but it's and it just sort of ends. You know, it doesn't. Yes, exactly. Stuff point. happens and it ends. Yeah, um, and yeah, I I, I gave this. Um, I'm just trying to think because there's not really a lot to talk about. Honestly, it's a very like as I said, it's very like slow and ponderous, and there's no real plot. So. I, I um I mean I guess there is kind of a plot, but it's not like I don't know. The plot just isn't there. I'd say. Yeah. Um Yeah. I, I, I think like the only really thing that I like remember and and like thought was pretty good was Francis McDormand's performance. Mm. And other than that I, I sort of think like, like I sort of think every year around this time, there's always a film that everyone hypes up, but like, isn't that great to be on it. Like that, that sort of gets all this awards buzz and hype, but doesn't war that I don't think warrants it. It's just sort of, you know, just sort of yeah, uh, more the. Like, the idea of it was better yeah. than the actual product. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Sort of the... You sort of think, like, it's built up as this, as this, like, great thing, and you watch it, and it's not really. It's just fine. Yes. So what would you... What would you rank that... Or not rank, like, rate it? Um, so I... Uh, it dropped down to a 7 out of me. A very, um... A, I, I, I would say a generous 7 because I, I do think it is sort of, it's not bad it's just there's not enough to get in, invested in really it's just sort of yeah. this ponderous plot of you know, her just travelling from place to place which is a good idea but it, it doesn't feel that it's executed well enough to be getting all this awards love yeah, I would agree with like a high 7, I just wasn't I feel like I wasn't as attached to the character as I should have been, mm. but it definitely did have great aspects. Mm. Uh, so, what would you give it? 
a seven? Like a high seven. A high seven, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, we're going through this pretty fast, to be honest, but I think there's, there is not a mass amount to talk about, like I said. With Nightmare yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, oh, this, we've got, I've got a lot to say about this. Promising Young Woman. Yes. There is a lot to talk about. Um, is it bad? Oh, this is one of the best nominees this year, honestly, in yes. my opinion. Oh, so glad um, you agree. I, I probably should say, should we... Talk about the plot as well, like, meant, like explain what the plot is for people who don't know. Yeah, I've been seeing it advertised a lot as, like, a revenge thriller, but it's so mm. not. It's so much mm. more than that. I, th- I think that's sort of dumbing it down to a point. Yeah, uh, for sure. I'm just going to quickly jump back to Nomadland. I guess, is it just about a woman who just sort of travels from place to place? Like, that just sort of seems like... It's about a, it's about a nomadic it's a bit, woman yeah. trying to find yourself in her late 60s or whatever yeah. not 100% yeah. sure to be yeah see there's not a lot uh, there's not a lot to talk about but this I think we can there's a lot to say here so um do we just should we just go through for the rest of these should we just explain what the plot is basically and then just sort of talk touch on individual elements yeah uh uh I'll let you explain the plot for this one and then we can like we can just go back and forth explaining the plots so you can okay, explain so, what this one is uh I'd say it's somewhat mocking revenge thrillers mm. in like the traditional sense like um but it's also it has like great comedic elements mm. it's uh very touching i cried watching this movie excellent mm. performances excellent direction uh emerald fennel who was the writer and director and producer uh this was her directorial debut which i think is an amazing feat and she was also seven months pregnant when she directed. What? The shit, oh, which is Jesus! Insane. That is insane. Really? Seven? Wow. Yeah, and it was like man. a month-long shoot. Oh man! She was seven months pregnant. Well, mad respect. And I think this is a very solid, like, debut film. Like this yes. is, like, because very she... exciting. Yeah, like, cause... like her future. Yeah. Because it says here on her Wikipedia page, she's like, she's done like acting and like writing and stuff. Like she's written like uh, like scripts and stuff, and she's been act and she acts, you know. Mm-hmm. But this is like the first thing she's directed, and I think she's. It was very well directed. I, in fact, she got a best director nomination, which I think was very surprising and very well deserved. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I actually noticed, uh, I saw this film twice in cinema, and really? the second time, yeah, um, she actually makes a cameo in the I film. figured she must have, because if she's yeah. an actor, she probably would put herself in it at some point, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know that she was the director at that point, and mm. then I saw her, uh, she, the cameo is, like, she's... In a YouTube video mm-hmm, that Karen yeah. Mulligan's character is watching. Yeah, it says I was like, here. Wait, I know her. And then I looked up uh, the actress to remember her name. I was like, no way, she like is the creator of this film. Yeah. So I thought that was yeah. cool. It says here her role on her Wikipedia page is video tutorial host. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember because some of these films I I did wasn't able to rewatch all of these for this. Um, what part is that again? I, I I'm trying to remember when it is. Uh, Karen Mulligan is like looking in the mirror doing uh, the Ma- tutorial, the video tutorial is like blowjob lifts, so it's like a makeup 
Oh, and right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So this. So yeah, it's basically well, it, dumbing it down and saying it's a revenge plot is like really dumbing it down. I, there's mm-hmm. a lot more nuance to it. But basically, Kerry Mulligan, who I've got a lot of things to say about, uh, is a woman whose sister was was her sister. I know her sister was raped, but she was she killed or did she kill herself? Uh, I'm not sure if it was her sister or her friend, but yeah. Or was it his? So, was it? Or maybe it was? I swear, it's someone. It was like a like an important person. It was someone person. very close to her. Maybe it was. was yeah, but she was um sexually assaulted, and that assault was filmed on a camera and mm. it made her drop out of medical school yeah. and then supposedly kill herself. Mm. Even though the word rape is never said in the film, you know. Is it? I thought explicit. I thought I thought it was implied though. To me, it seems yeah, it heavily implied. Yeah, definitely, it's very much implied, but it's never explicitly mm. stated. Yeah. Uh, which I think is a fantastic choice, you know, because did not explicitly uh, state since... what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've seen, like, a lot of um, reviews saying it was insensitive or that it was sending the wrong message by, spoiler alert, by leaving both uh, female characters or protagonists, like, dead. Mm. Uh, but I just also, thought... Nice work on the spoiler alert, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought uh, that was a really powerful choice, and mm. it helped it. Like, the abruptness, it's like, uh, mm. it really helped it feel more realistic and like mm. it was really gutting you know mm. i was actually yeah. surprised i didn't think that would happen um i Me actually either. thought i actually was like okay this is gonna happen and i sort of saw how it went and i like the sort of subversion and it, it ends like, like oh, oh that's, that's actually that's uh, that's, that's terrible. terrible but yeah in, in the, the context, context it, it, it kind of makes sense and it works like it's not just like a sad ending for the sake of it it sort of can work within the context of this story. Um, yeah. Yeah, it says and it's I her loved... best friend who was, by the way, yeah. It, it was her sister. Oh, yeah. Okay, and I loved how, um, how like, yes, the, it was, it, like, there wasn't just a happy ending for everyone and everyone mm. wasn't okay. Yeah. But it's still, still, like, justice was served. Yeah. I thought that was uh, really amazing. Mm. And also, like, plot, like, a... Uh, overarching plot like aside like um mm. the small like uh reveals and stuff like um mm, yeah with Bo Burnham's character and the oh. casting was amazing oh the casting choice of Bo Burnham phenomenal because I feel like his his whole like persona uh and like casting him it really he hasn't done pretty much any on-screen work mm. since he's um, like, like he's, I don't know much about him but he's like a comedian or something right uh yes so he has like two official stand-up specials Mm. um but he also wrote and directed uh an a24 movie called eighth grade which was amazing uh but yeah he's a wonderful guy really like stand-up great guy and like Mm. casting him in this like position it really like put me at ease with that character oh yeah 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 when a certain reveal was made. I like mm. physically gasped in yeah. the cinema, and every single casting choice was just so yeah, good. I'm just looking at the cast right now. So yeah, we've got Carrie Mulligan, who can I just say is fucking amazing. Yes, she definitely. was like the because the, the opening scene. It's in the trailer, so I don't think it's massive close. But the, the open, so she's out at like a um, what's the like a bar, and she's acting all drunk, and so a guy takes her. To his place and he's gonna you know 
do some things. And there's just a moment where, because she's acting, you know, drunk and whatever, and then she just, like, sort of just, like, snaps and sort of just, like, acts normal again. And the what something about it, just, like, the charisma that she had, that, like, she exuded in this, as, for this performance was, like, Bone really chilling. good. Yeah, it was like, great. The moment where she um she makes that switch, like yeah. every every time she does it, and yeah. you can like see the fear in the other actors' eyes. Like yeah, like they, they really sell. Like this is you know a very like she's very like imposing, I guess. Yeah, and, for sure. And um, I, I in fact wrote a review of this film that I'm gonna find, but I well I'm sure we'll talk about this later in comparison. But I think she gave the best. Well, definitely the best female performance of the season. Mm. And I personally yeah. think she should win Best Actress. But and yeah. we'll, get, we'll get to that. Okay, I wouldn't be mad if she won Best Actress, but after my first viewing of the movie, and I wrote my, uh, my Letterboxd review, mm. uh, I actually wrote that I thought she could have done more. Or I felt like her performance was like outstanding, you know. Mm. But I felt like the script didn't allow her to uh, do like as much as she could have, you know. Mm. Like I felt like the whole movie she was uh, balancing on, like walking along this line, you know. And she never fully like dipped over, mm. you know. Like she was always just slightly, like I felt like she was on the brink the whole movie, but she never mm. got to like do like uh. a massively powerful like emotional scene but maybe that was actually for the better mm. yeah. But yeah i don't think this movie would have worked if it sort of had like a big like emotional sort of like yeah scene because like the big emotional thing is that character's end yeah you know? mm. um i because i sort of looked at the cast and who's in it and there's lots of people who i know and like but they're not really in it much like allison brie for example she's in it but yeah she's not in it for a lot um, like, same with Chris like Mintz Platt. three scenes or something. Yeah. yeah. And Alfred Moon. Mick Lovin, yeah. who I forget his real name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think they will do a very good job with the limited screen time that they have. Like, there's yeah. sort of... There's a lot more to do, to talk about, and sort of... Like, they do so much more than is required on, of them. Yeah. Um, and I want to like emphasize again the casting choice is so good. Like having the having more like familiar faces, you know, like Alison Brie, and um, oh, I forget the name of the actress, but the the university dean, the college dean. Oh I've seen her in a lot. yes, um, uh, having like those familiar faces really helps like put you at ease. Then you find out they've done these terrible things. Yeah, really dramatic, mm. really great. Yeah. I also think this is a film where it seems a bit divisive among people. I I think yeah. that, to be it's fair, really it seems like it's kind of divisive, not exclusively, but by like a lot of men. It seems because I think they misinterpret the film as saying all men are like this, and I don't think it is. I think it's making a point that you know, sort of a comment on society, but not saying. All of them are like this, just, you know, it could be, like, you know, I think it's, as it's a very important 
message, I guess, to say. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, the whole, it's not all men thing, but, you know, women have to live like it is all mm. men, in, you know, because it is some men, and it does happen, mm. so. Yeah. 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 Um, I just think that one bit that I really liked, it's sort of in a lot in the third act, sort of towards the end. Um, the Brit, there's like a violin version of the Britney Spears song Toxic. Toxic. Yeah. Yes. And it's, it's so good. It's so good. Like it's not the full song, but it's like this, like the like the lit, like the chorus basically. Yeah. The the hook, like the yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, and it's like, really the, and it's like the piercing, like, violins, noise sounds, you know? And I think that it, it really works. I think the film, like, because it's, cause it's, like, it's in the trailer, but it's only, like, sort of towards the end of the third act. Yeah. And I think that's probably the best, like, the only time they could have used it, based on the context of the story and how it, and, you know, it led up to that. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to just think, like, because, yeah, um, I think this has one of the best, just, like, in general, the screenplay is a very well-written screenplay. Yeah. Um. Also, the cinematography, I was mm. shocked with, like, how, how, like, like, visually stunning this film was. Mm. Like, uh, all of the, like, the, the candy colours, like, the pastels oh. yeah, were really gorgeous. Yeah, it's a very bright, like, colourful film. For a very, which I guess is sort of juxtaposition to the sort of dark subject matter. Yes, definitely. Like, um, with the cinematography, I remember this one shot which was done, like, from underneath a glass coffee table or something. And I was, like, mm. looking up at it and I was like, oh, you know, you know when you're watching a film and you, like, and you actually think, like, oh, wow, what an amazing shot. Mm. Which is quite rare, you know, because usually you're just, like, following the story. But I thought it was noticeably great. And mm. yeah, I loved how the like the pastel colors, like mm. her nails were painted, and it was mm. like a thing throughout. And then you see like when she is, oh, spoiler alert, dead on the bed. You see like her her limp hand with like the pastel nails. I thought that was mm. a really nice little yeah. like motif. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just gonna quickly say whenever we say spoiler alert, just like jump ahead ten seconds, and it should and you should be good. We don't. Yeah. You just, you just say it, and then it's that. Um, I, I, see, I think there were a few times, because this is described as like a dark comedy or black comedy or whatever. I think some of the humour didn't work for me in the way that it was intended to. Like, I kind of feel like this film didn't need the humour. It didn't... I, it, like there are some times where I thought that it just didn't... It wasn't necessary... I feel the opposite. I feel like mm. if they didn't add in those little like comedic elements, uh, it would have come off more like finger waggy, maybe, mm. or maybe that was what they were like scared of. But mm. I found like um, every scene that Bo Burnham in was like so good. But mm. the the scene where he's eating dinner with their family, or uh, mm. and they're like asking him all those questions, I was like laughing throughout that whole scene. Right. Or, yeah. um, in the in the cafe where she like spits in his coffee that was mm. really funny to me but yeah i thought yeah. the comedic elements mm. really like uh i thought they worked amazingly i thought they mm. brightened it i thought they were 100 percent necessary right mm. 
Yeah, I, I felt the opposite. Um, I also... Uh, there's a scene I want to touch on that I think is maybe the best scene of the film, in my personal opinion. It's the scene between Alison Brie and Carey Mulligan at, like, the restaurant. Yes, that's really great. I think because I've, I've seen Alison Brie in things like Community and, like, she's, she's a very comedic actress. So it's, mm. it's interesting to see her in a more serious role, in a more serious type film, or more of like a serious performance. Um, and I just think the whole sort of build up and the sort of, you, you keep finding out more and there's more that's revealed to the audience throughout that scene, I think is very well done. Yeah, I love how you can see that like snap in Carrie Mulligan's eyes again, like when mm. she like shifts personas from this one that she was putting on to put Alison Brie's character at ease and then mm. she turns to this like like her actual character mm. and like her true uh, motivations are shown like every instance where that happened I thought the performance mm. was so good so stunning uh, and to be fair there was a bit at the very end of the scene where sort of I'm gonna try and give this as spoiler free as I can but there's throughout the scene they're drinking a lot well Alison Brie's character, she's drinking a lot. And so the scene ends with Carrie Mulligan talking to a guy. And when I fir- when it first happened, I was sort of like, well, that seemed a bit hypocritical for her to do as a character. A bit sinister. And, yeah. and a bit sinister. But then there's sort of a reveal that it's not that's, that didn't happen. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Because I don't think she's like an, an evil character. Like, she's a good character. And she doesn't. Yeah. And she wouldn't do this to someone else because she knows like how bad it can be, you know? But yeah. Um, Another scene that I thought was really great was when Carrie Mulligan's character confronts uh, Ryan or Bo Burnham uh, at his place of work after she after there's the finds out something about, about... him. After oh the, yeah, that's a, a really good scene. That's a really yeah. good scene. So good. The um, tension is palpable. It's amazing. Mm. And I also, I'm not sure if this was, like, intended or not, mm. but I liked how uh, Bo Burnham's character was kind of, like, slouching or, like, sitting down and mm. she was standing, so they were, like, the same height oh, yeah. uh, when he was usually, like, towering over him. I thought that yeah, could have been, yeah, like, yeah. a cool, like, metaphor for power or whatever, mm-hmm. but, yeah, yeah, that scene was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think this is one of the... Because I had some... I think I had one film above it, and I was like, well... I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed this. And I think, mm. like, this is just one of the best films of the, of the, of last year, rather. Um, and I just think that if it, it's not going to win Best Picture, but if it did, I would be pleasantly surprised with it if it did win. Me too, definitely. Um, so do you want to put a rating on it and then move on? Okay, I'm out of 10, I'll say 9. Out of five, or... I would go like four and a half. All right, that that is higher than me actually, but you were more positive because you did talk about you did like the comedy. Actually, what did you think of the ending? No spoilers, but what did you think of like the ending, like the very last I... scene of it? Yeah, I thought it was appropriate. I I thought it was impressive that they made it satisfying, but still. Mm like emotional and mm. still like realistic and like mm. gutting. I thought it was really well done. 
I, to be fair, I, I didn't like the ending, and that's probably why I've got it a bit lower. I, I think the ending works, and it sort of makes sense, but it just seemed a bit like they wanted to sort of, I don't know, the way they, they just sort of felt like they just wanted to give it this, and I don't think it needed it, exactly. Like, I don't know, I just think it sort of seemed, seemed a bit tacked on, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that, but I still think it was great. Um, so, so your rating? I uh, give it an 8 out of 10, uh, which I think is fair. I think it's... Yeah, I just think that the co- yeah the comedy didn't work and the ending I'm not a big fan of. But other than that, I think it's one of the best nominees of, that, of the year. Yeah, um, sure. And it's just, just really good. Um, so, next, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Do you want me to start with this one, or? Yeah. Okay, uh, so I guess I'll just go through the plot. Uh, so, it's basically just about Fred Hampton and the Black Panther Party, which is a group of people who were for the rights of black people in the 60s? It takes place in, right? I think, yeah, late yeah. late 60s, late early 60s, 70s. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the best nominees this year. I, 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 guess, I think I like all of the Best Picture nominees, but this is, like, one of the best. Let me ask, did you, watch, uh, did you watch this first or The Trial of the Chicago 7 first? I watched Trial of the Chicago 7 when it came out, like, the day okay. after or something. So I, I saw Trial first, yes. What, I actually what uh, was the opposite. So, really? But, yeah. Okay. Which is interesting. Um, so just sort of what do you what do you think of this film? Well, you know, obviously it was amazing. Um mm. but I feel like um maybe my perspective isn't like the best. Like as a film, yes, it was it was great. It was very little complaints but i it's quite low on both of my lists because i don't know i feel like i maybe didn't uh connect with it as much as i should have Mm. or the but i still think it was like objectively a good film i'm still Mm. like i i just feel like there were other films uh that i connected with more Mm -hmm. emotionally yeah um, yeah, I, I sort of feel that way. I, I sort of, I think I connect to, like, when I watch films that sort of tackle or about racism in in America, primarily, I, I sort of get very, um, emotionally attached in mm. the sort of the way that it's like, the fact that this is still like a thing, that this still happens, I think, that's more of what it is. It's, it's like that this is what modern society looks like and we should have moved on from that, you know? It's, like, we shouldn't be like yeah. this. And I think that's sort of yeah, why I enjoy this film as much as I do because, you know, I just think it... This I just thought, it, like, emotionally, I, I connected to it, I guess. Yeah. The, I was personally, yeah, surprised by mm. um, this and also... Did you see the short uh, Two Distant Strangers? No, I have not. 
oh it's so good it's yeah it's about um uh police brutality or not even brutality necessarily just like um like the death of people of color uh, by police and yeah yeah, it's only like 30 minutes um but yeah it's nominated for the uh short um, yes Yeah. yeah i thought yeah that was stunning and I actually, um, I enjoyed that more than Jesus and the Black Messiah, but oh, I don't think, necessarily, I don't think um, that makes it better. They were very different, but mm. yeah, but the subject matter, very important, and mm. it's really amazing that, you know, films like this can be uh, Oscar nominated, like this, like 50 years ago, <laughs> crazy, but yeah, yeah I think it's... Um... I can't, I'm just going to make a quick point about just all the nominees. This is a pr- relatively diverse year of nominations for Best Picture. Yes, um, definitely. It's sort of like... Because if you look at like other years... Like, I'm sort of... Last year, I'm, I like, was not as diverse. So, like, like, this is one of the most diverse just like list of best picture nominations they've had um for sure uh so yeah i think this film was i saw this with my dad actually um so we saw it together like a couple days after it came out um and i yeah this is one of the best nominees um daniel kaluuya was great in it. Which character did he play? He was Fred Hampton. Oh, right. He was like, right, the, right. well, yeah. so, eh, I don't know if he's a main character. <laughs> but he's sort of like... Chiller character. Mm, yeah. He's um, But he I think he was a very, very good, very good very performance. Good. Um, and, and, I, and I think this has sort of convinced me that he's a good actor. Because I've seen him in other things, and I just wasn't sold... Like, Get Out, I'm not sold on... And I, well, I wasn't sold on it. And I wasn't sold on him, pers- exactly. Like, I thought he was good, but I didn't think he was, like, great. Like, Osterworthy. And this has made yeah. me realise that, like, no, he, he's a good actor. He's a, he's a pretty good actor, you know? And he's... And I just yes, thought he was very definitely. good. Best um, performance, though? Of, of, of his career, or of the... Of this, of the, of the nominees for support for supporting actor, um, yeah, uh, uh, mm, I'm not actually I'm not sure. I'll think about. We'll get to it because we'll go through some of the major categories. I, I'll think about that. But he's definitely up there for best performance supporting. Of the yeah, year. I would agree. Um, but I also think Lakeith Stanfield is also very good, mm. and I don't think he was getting as much awards recognition and love that Daniel Kaluuya is getting. And I think he deserves it. I think he gives a very good performance. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that... It's it's not the same... Because they're, they're kind of two very different performances. Like... Um... I don't know, like, Daniel Kaluuya's performance is sort of bigger, and, there's, and he's doing a lot more with it, whereas, like, Keith Stanfield's sus- more, a lot more subtle, and there's not as much. Definitely, yeah. Um, 
Uh, but I think sort of all the performances are good. Um, Dominique Fish, Fish, Dominique Fishback, I personally think should have been nominated for supporting actress. Uh, mm. I thought she was very good. Um, Jesse Plemons, in do you know from um, I'm thinking of ending things. I thought he gave a good performance. I didn't think he. Yeah. Um. Sorry. Um. I just sort of think that. Again, it's just just all good performances. You know, it's not. Yeah, great cast. Great. Yeah, it's a very good cast. Um. I also think that the directing is very well done. I think. Uh, yeah. The Shuck King should have maybe I don't know. I'm not sure. He definitely if he had gotten nominated for director, I wouldn't have complained because I think he was it was very good directing on his behalf. Yeah. I think if if this film came out like um any other year, it would have been like much higher on my list, but mm. I just feel like the other nominees were like this was actually like, like I very much enjoyed every single film that was nominated this year, and I think that you know any other year I would have put this movie higher, but the other nominees were just like oh, so good, you know, mm. very difficult decision. Mm. Um. Yeah, I, why do I feel there's not a lot to talk about with this? Um, I don't know. I think the. I got nominated for a original screenplay, which I think is very well deserved. It it was one definitely of the, yeah. a very good screenplay. Um, also the costume design was mm, and like set design was really great. Yeah, I think that's very true. Um, I I I I don't know which do you think is harder to do in terms of costume set design? Either recreate things that are the, that like already exist and the stuff to work off of, or um, costumes and production design to like create from scratch, like design the own your own things. Like, what do you think is more difficult? Well, definitely, like, um, it's obviously easier when you have something like to work off, or if you're if you're working from like a particular period in time, then you have pretty much everything already set out for you, and it's just a matter of like uh, physically making it exist. But mm. yeah. Um. I don't know why, because I, 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 I feel like there's not a lot to talk about like, for this film, which is very weird, considering I'm, I really liked it. Um, yeah. I don't know why it's weird. I guess... I think that... This is a, a, a rather important film, and relevant, um, mm. sort of to make the point of, you know, how black people are treated in as a, you know, in, by the police, basically, you know, how they, yeah, you know, the, the ways they are treated different. Um, I also, I really liked the score. Oh, the score, yeah. Very um, jazzy, very cool. I, I actually wasn't a massive fan of the score, like at times, like sort of at the beginning, there's sort of like these weekly and sort of towards like the end, there was some, there was like music that I just felt kind of was off and took me out of the story a little. Like I didn't really think it was all that mm. great. 
Um, and yeah, I I didn't really notice the score besides like the part I didn't like, honestly. I think um I think I read that uh it was actually composed by the director's uncle who is a Harlem jazz musician. So I thought uh, that that was cool, it was kind of authentic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um I also cuz at a few points in the film there's like interviews, like it's sort of intercut with like interviews of like the real um Bill yeah. O'Neill. And that felt kind of strange, the sort of um way that it was I don't know, it is sort of a bit jarring to me, I guess. Yeah, I agree. I think it could have it could have flowed a bit better. Maybe yeah. that'll Yeah, definitely. It's an editing thing, I don't know. Yeah. I I th- I don't like cuz there's you know biopics and films you know made about real people that existed. Those bits of it has like interviews of like the real people. It just feels kind of strange, honestly, and it doesn't um work. Yeah. I feel like they maybe should have chosen like one or the other but trying to like mash these two like um these two it almost felt like two different concepts like trying to like fit a biopic in with like a like a feature kind of it felt a bit forced but mm. i don't know feel yeah. good um did you know that this film's title was different originally i did not yeah so it was announced so, principal photography on the film took place in. Um, I'm just reading it off this thing here. So, it took place in. They started in 2019 and they finished it in 42 days. Wow. And um, so it was originally titled as "Jesus Was My Homeboy." Oh, wow. Um, and then they uh, retitled it to "Judas and the Black Messiah." Good decision, I'd say. I, I think that yeah, that's the most Safe better decision. But, I, and I think yeah. it sort of makes more. It sort of fits the story more of Judas. Like that title works a lot more and is much more yeah. explanatory and sort of describes the film better. I agree. Yeah. Um, it would have been funny though. <laughs> it would have yeah. It would have been very weird. Yeah. It's 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 a very interesting title, and I don't. And it doesn't really work. Um, so yeah. is there anything else really? There's not a lot to talk about. Um, I just yeah, think it's a very so. well-made film on sort of every level, basically. Yeah, very solid performances. Mm. Very well done. Yeah. Uh, so, I would give this. I might change it, but at the current time, I've got it down as a nine out of ten. Ooh. I would give this like a. Like a low eight. A low eight. solid eight. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's fair enough. I, I might change it, to be honest, but um, that's just what I've got it as for now. Uh, mm. So the next, uh, we've got Mank. Mank. Uh, I was very disappointed with Mank. Yeah. I've got this. This is the lowest ranking for my, for Best Picture nominees for me. This is at the bottom of the list. Which is very disappointing because I'm a big like David Fincher, is really good. Um, I yeah. was very, very interested, interested in seeing this film, film. and I thought yeah, it'd be... I had high hopes. Mm. 
And this is one I of the films. Yeah. And this is the film I actually changed my rating for because I felt that I was a bit too generous. Um, yeah, at the moment, I actually have it above Trial of Chicago 7, but I think I will have to yeah. push that around. Yeah. Um, so, this is basically just about the making and writing of Citizen Kane, more or less. Yeah. Um, have, have you seen, seen Citizen Kane? Because I haven't seen Citizen Kane. No, I have not. Okay. And maybe if you have, this is a better film, but... That is true. Well, because I was listening to a thing of people talking about this and how, like, they had seen Citizen Kane, like, recently for something and how they sort of, like... They were like, if you haven't seen Citizen Kane, you probably don't get a lot of these things and it doesn't make a lot of sense. And I think... This film is very much like... I don't know what the word I'm looking... It feels like... Boring. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of boring to be fair. This is weird. this is probably this is one of the weaker David Fincher films, in my opinion. Definitely, I would say possibly like his worst. It did not feel like I was watching a David Fincher film at all. Mm, no, definitely. Really, you think? Have you seen Alien Three? I have not seen Alien Three. Okay, well that is his worst film, but this is like <laughs> not that great. Um, which is surprising because it's like David Fincher and it's got like a very good director and it's got uh, like a really good cast surrounding it like Gary Oldman, Amanda Seyfried, Charles Dance like they've got like really good people involved yeah I feel like um, what I enjoyed most about this film was actually the format and the production design oh the whole black Uh, and white and how it has yeah yeah yeah, I love period pieces and I love I love old movies. Mm. Yeah, I think I actually enjoyed that more than any of the actual subject matter mm. or the script or the characters. Like Gary Oldman's character, yes, it was a great performance, but the actual character was like very unlikable. Mm. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if you know this, but this the the screenplay was written by David Fincher's late father, Jack Fincher. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, so it was so it was written. Um, so his dad wrote it. Uh, I don't know when exactly, but it was before he passed, and it was going to be David Fincher's film he made after the game. Have you seen that? I can't actually remember. I think I might have, yeah. And so, yeah, it was going to be his follow-up to that with Kevin Spacey and Jodie Foster oh. set to be, like, the leads in it. But it never happened or came out because he wanted to film it in black and white. Which I didn't even know that David Finch's father was, like, a filmmaker. I don't know if he's a... Well, I mean, maybe he's... Or a writer. Yeah. So it says he was an American screenwriter and journalist uh, who had written for various magazines and paradox paradoxals. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it it really wasn't. It didn't grab my attention at all. I found it to be somewhat of a chore watching it. I had to take a break halfway through. It was not very it's very slow yeah this was the film that i enjoyed the least definitely 
this yeah. was probably the only one that I wouldn't watch again. Hmm. I honestly probably wouldn't watch it again either, and I'm like a big David Fincher fan. Like, it just is very. I did also have to take a break. It sort of because I started watching it and then I like sort of had to. I stopped, and then I just wasn't like invested or like interested enough to try and go back to finish it because yeah. I was like. It just was very slow, and not a massive amount happens. Like, I think it's got more story than Nomadland does. Yeah. But, like, it's still not... Not much, though. Not, not a... Yeah, it's not really. Um, but at least there's, like... Like, uh, there's the whole deadline. Like, there's mm. an actual... There is a actual... plot, and there's, like, an end point that you know they need to get to. Yes. But how they get there is just, like... Ugh. Mm. I would also say that I do think there is like there's some good stuff. Like I think the production design and like the cinematography and mm. the score is all very good. Yeah, I feel like this uh, this will get best um, best uh, set design. Yeah, it's, or best, like, well, it's production, production design. Production design, but it's like yeah. the combination of like the sets that have been built as well as like set decoration and stuff. Oh yeah, well I think Tenet will probably mm. get like um set design, but production. We'll, we'll, we'll get. We'll, I, we'll, I need to look at the actual categories. I'm yeah, but we'll, we'll talk sure. about that'll be like at the end. We'll talk about that at the end. Okay, but yeah, um, the, like the costumes were mm, the costumes were very good. Uh, what did you think of the performances? Did you think there were anything particularly stand out? Not really, to be honest. Like, I think, but I think that's more so uh, a reflection of the writing and the characters. Mm. Uh, I feel like if the actors had more to work with, mm-hmm. it would have been um, like more memorable. Mm. But like the performances, they were all solid. They did well. Gary Oldman, you know, he always does well. Mm. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing really stood out to me. I think. The fact I I don't really agree with Gary Oldman as like best actor nominated for this. I don't think he was particularly amazing. Like I think there are a lot of other much better performances this year that should yeah. have been nominated for best actor in his place. Um, Me too. I think Amanda Seyfried was actually was pretty good in the film. Yeah, I think she's kind of like underrated. She always she always does really well. Mm. Uh. Yeah, because I remember before I saw the film, I was like, I, I was what I was. I think, because I I I'd like seen images of the film and I'd seen like what she looks like in it, and then I was watching Mean Girls, at a point, and I'm like, I know who that actress is, and I've seen her from somewhere, and it was from this, and I was like, yeah, and I and I hadn't like I didn't know or didn't connect the dots that she was in this and Mean Girls. Yeah, that's weird. Um, that- it was like the other way around for me. I was like, "Oh, that's the girl from Mean Girls." <laughs> yeah. Um, Lily Collins was pretty good. Yeah, I, I do feel I don't remember much of the cast mm-hmm. or the performances. I didn't really think there was anything massively stand out. I think the one scene that like I really really liked was the scene of uh, Gary Oldman. It's like the dinner party scene, and he's like going on this sort of. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a very good scene, and that's like, well, what's on the post? Like the poster is just like that scene, basically. Yeah, 
definitely best thing in the movie, I would say, by like a long shot. Mm. That scene had like the best dialogue. It had the best flow. Mm. Yeah, that scene was done really well. Um, and I did, yeah. I uh, I don't know if I I get the idea kind of of it being in black and white, but I kind of think it's a bit too pretentious. Yeah, like artsy. Like it's trying to be, you know, sort of. Yeah. You know. I think it could have been done like the same if it was in colour. I don't think it really maybe I don't think it added a whole lot, but mm. I enjoyed it. You know, I rarely watch uh, black and white films anymore, so it was kinda of refreshing, I mm. guess. Yeah. Um this is this is also leading the Oscar nominations with ten. And this is the most Oscar nominations of any film this year. Wow. Yeah. It's very surprising. What do you think would be leading in no- in a uh, number of nominations? Uh, I don't know, Minery? Mm. Uh, so, do you want to put a rating on this and then move on to the next one? Uh, I'm going to go 7 out of 10. Yep, same here. I It's a 7 out of 10 for me, too. So, next... This is gonna be some. There's gonna be some disagreement here. I can tell. Minari. Yes. Oh, I'm scared. I'm gonna pronounce the name wrong. I'm actually not sure. I've, I've been I've, saying Minari. I've heard Minari. both, but I've heard Minari a lot. Them say Minari a lot. I've heard people say Minari a lot more. Okay, could... I'll say Minari then. Okay. Uh, so. So good. I you, loved it. You have Best been, film of the year. You've been putting this oh, as your favorite of the nominees, and yes. I severely disagree with you why it's so good it's it's no okay so it's like do you want to since this is your favorite do you want to explain what the plot is okay so um korean family uh immigrates to america and the father buys a plot of land that he hopes to farm and uh, with the family of four, which is like a daughter, a son, mother and father, their grandmother moves in. And it's about uh, the family's struggle to thrive uh, economically and, and like, you know, within the relationships of like each other. Really touching movie, very, very grounded performances, very earthy movie, very fantastic film. I say it, it has comedic elements. But it's like so dramatic and touching, and there's a lot of suspense and tension. It's thrilling. It made me cry. It's so good. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I I genuinely this is the one I'm most disappointed in. I was genuinely like because I'd heard like the love for it and how great it was, and then I watched it and I was like, man, this isn't really all that great like it's not bad it's just i was expecting so much more from this than i was given more so than mank the the difference is i'd sort of heard that mank was was like a bit iffy with people but like every like thing i'd heard was that minari is great and that it's it's a really great film and i think that's the difference is that i had heard mank was kind of like a bit off like some people liked and some people didn't but this, everybody had just like pra- sung its praises, and I don't really understand why, to be honest. What didn't work for you? I felt, 
I don't think... Were you not, like, connected with the character? Like, yeah, I didn't really think... The only performance that I really enjoyed was Alan Kim. I thought he gave a really, really good performance. And other yes. than that, I was like, that's it, really. Like, I didn't think anyone else was particularly great. Like, Stephen Yeun was perfectly fine. Like, yo I think he June. did really well. Stephen yeah. Yeun is probably one of, like, my favourite actors that's, like, current. You know, he's he's great. He's doing really great work. The, the wife, whose name I can't remember the actress, she was so good. Their relationship throughout was done so well. I feel like the whole family, uh, the whole family cast, it like, if someone told me that they were actually related and they were a real family, I'd believe them. Like, that's how good the performance was. Like, I felt like all of their uh, connections really showed, like, so good. Uh, I, again, I don't really get that. I didn't think um, Yo Young Joon, Yo Jung Yoon, I thought was like I do feel, I think she got better as the film went along but I didn't really think that like I don't she's probably going to win for supporting actress and I don't think she should I I just sort of yeah like it was a good performance but it was like nothing it wasn't like what I expected it to be like I think Alan Kim deserved a lot more award love for supporting actor through the season. I mm. thought he gave it was very good in the film. Yeah. Um, did you see his acceptance speech he gave at the Critics' Choice Awards when he I did not. Oh, it is it is just the best. He is cuz he basically so at the Critics' Choice there's like an award for like best young actor and everything. And so we, he was nominated. Um and so he won. Yeah. And his and he's just like he starts like thanking you. He's, he's like thanking like the cast and the critics and everything, and then he starts saying this. And as he's saying this, he just starts crying because he's just like so emotionally like, just he's happy, and then he just says, like, yeah. oh my goodness, I'm crying, and it's like, just like, really great to see this you know sort of young actor, get this you know, um, recognition. Um, and he sort of yeah. ends his speech sort of talking, saying that he hopes that he'll, you know, do more movies and that this is, you know, he hopes this isn't a dream because it's, you know, life is just great, you know. And I think he deserved more <laughs> from this season. Yeah. I agree. Um, what, why else did you like this film? Because I think... I, I guess of sort of technical aspects. I think the score is a very nice score. Um, I think that like, I loved the um the cinematography. How it was just like it's a bit it's a bit choppy. But what do you? Uh, I I didn't really. I don't know. On the tech, I just sort of didn't think. Cutting out a little bit. Yeah, hello? sorry, can you... Hello? Can you hear me? Okay, yeah, it just cut out for a second. Oh, okay. Well, you cut out for me, what so... Were you I, saying? I was just saying that on the technical side, it's all, like, serviceable, but it's nothing, like, great. 
I disagree. I thought everything was stunning. I thought the score really highlighted like the intimacy of the film. I thought that was really beautiful. And um, like the cinematography, yes, it was like subtle, but it really helps highlight the characters and all of the soft colors. Uh, like it made it made the whole film feel like kind of nostalgic. You know, it had like just a great feeling, great vibe. The whole film, really touching, really well done. Right. Um, I don't know. It just didn't connect to me on an emotional level. I guess it just sort of felt that. It just, I don't know. Something about it just didn't connect in the way I feel like it should have, and that it was intending mm. to. Yeah, the relationship between the um the grandmother and the grandson. Mm. You telling I, me you didn't connect with that? That's so beautiful. I I think it kind of, it got better as it went along. To be fair, I do think they, that was like a consistent through line, and was actually not too, was pretty decent overall like by the end i was like actually really invested in that relationship but like yeah um what about like the humor like you telling me you didn't laugh <laughs> at all watching this uh no not really i i seem to films that are meant to be funny or comedies i don't find funny apparently like i just don't <laughs> it just doesn't <sighs> i don't know it just doesn't I just couldn't connect, and I don't know why. And I and I because when I watched this, because I think this was, this was the last one I watched for this. I don't know. I just was watching this because like, huh, this is weird. This isn't like it. You know, I feel like I should be connecting to this more. And it was like, oh, just getting going. But by like the halfway point, I'm like, man, I'm really not interested in how this story is gonna progress. Mm. Honestly. I was the opposite. I was like really invested in the in the family. Um, and okay, this is like a tiny spoiler, but uh, there's a scene where uh, Alan Kim's character, the son, uh, pees. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, I thought that was what, I thought that Mountain felt Dude. unnecessary to me. I was like, come on. I thought it was so good, uh, so funny, like the lighthearted humor, um, like how it could bounce from that, like gut wrenching emotion. Mm was like oh, so good it and it like was really smooth you know <laughs> seamless it was great you telling me that wasn't funny to you no i was just disgusted <laughs> i'm like i mean fair i mean i when i was younger there were probably people i didn't like and i never thought i'll give them a glass of piss like i i don't know piss I just, and drink. yeah <laughs> i was just like i don't know i just didn't I don't know. It just didn't. I thought it was very funny. <laughs> Maybe I'm just a child. I possibly yeah. Um, possibly. What did you think of the ending? Uh, spoil. Uh, eh, we might get into spoilers, but just the ending, sort of general overall thoughts on the ending. Because I personally just didn't care, and I just wasn't invested in it. And it just sort of the ending happened, and I was like. Nah, you know. Wow, I don't know how we had such different experiences. I was really invested throughout the whole thing, and in the end, I was like crying all throughout the credits. I thought it was really touching. I thought it was like um, it was satisfying. It was emotional. It was like, uh, I I wouldn't say it's like 
the ending wasn't significant like it wasn't uh wasn't like stand out but i think it it suited the film mm, right and it was probably the only ending that it could have had right yeah. i just think cuz there's a bit that happens to yo jung yoon's character and uh, i kind of feel that they there's a decision the family makes with that character after this sort of a big it's meant to be like an emotional point of the film um and i just kind of like well that it kind of makes sense that and like the characters don't really i don't think i feel like they should have thought well maybe this might happen you know we should like probably not leave this cat her alone if you know of what happened you know yeah but i just don't i just don't really didn't really connect with it yeah i just didn't i just wasn't care to be honest um is there i'm sure this thing uh, what else do you want do you want to talk because this is your favorite so i feel like there's probably you've got a lot you want to say about this yeah i don't know i just it felt like uh it just felt like it was just like a great experience to sit in the cinema and watch this film it was so emotive it was so touching uh i thought it was really impressive the the kids because it's quite rare that you see children like this talented um their performances were really incredible and yeah i just want to emphasize how real the family felt to me they it was like very realistic i felt very nostalgic the whole thing yeah i just loved it yeah i just yeah to be fair i will say this it is better than nomadland and and mank so at least you can take solace in that definitely without um, a doubt because at least it does have like a sort of consistent through line and story and it also to be fair it is not boring i'm just not invested in it Uh, so I'm gonna put my score on it. This one is also dropped down. Uh, I've put it as a seven. Oh, it's a strong nine for me. All right then. Um. So yeah. So what if you put as your f- so it's so it's your favorite then? It's your favorite of the nominees yes. so far. Um. I'm just gonna look at the ones we have covered just to see where I put what's put. Uh, I've Jason the Black Messiah. As my... As your number one. At the moment. So what, three more films? Um, uh, then, uh, next, uh, Sound of Metal. Okay. I have a lot of thoughts. Well, not really, actually. I very much enjoyed this film. It was Mm. not what I was expecting at Mm. all. I went into it, like, pretty blind. And I was, like, uh, pleasantly... So you had no idea what it was about? No, not at all. I thought it was like, is this some engineer or something? <laughs> but... Um, 
I knew what yeah. the plot was Greg. beforehand. I, I sort of heard that it was about, like, a musician who loses his hearing and sort of has to acclimate to that. And um, uh, this is my favourite of this year's Best Picture nominees. I think it is the best made on every sort of level, from performance to editing to sound design to sort of everything. The film works on every level for me. Yeah, I would not be mad if this uh, if this one mm. best picture, but that being said, I don't think it will. But mm. Riz Ahmed, who played Ruben, the protagonist, yeah. I would love for him to get I best performance. I personally think he should win for best actor. He's not going to, yeah. but I think, in my personal opinion, he gave the best performance of the year, just like of anybody. This yeah, year. I think I would have to agree. And... I just think that there's a lot about the character because there's uh, in the film there's sign language that is used and he actually learnt like how to do sign language and he also learnt how to play the drums as well for the purpose of this film which is like really you know mm. and he spent like a lot of Very time impressive. around yeah he spent a lot of time around like actually deaf people to sort of experience it and see what it was actually like mm. um yeah i would be very interested to hear more about like the the research that went into the creation of this film because it, mm. it felt so like personal very touching very realistic look mm. yeah yeah um so i think to be fair all of the performances in the film are very good yeah. I think uh, Paul Racy. It, it's between him and Daniel Kaluuya for me on who should win supporting actor. Mm. Um, I also think Olivia Cook. She was the main woman in it, right? Yeah, she was the love interest. Yeah, I thought she was very good as well. Yeah. Um, I read in the an interesting review about it from mm. someone who had had the implants that the protagonist gets. Oh, and yeah. How, yeah, and how the film gives the... I'm not sure about the actual name, like the hearing implants. The film gives them, like, a, a bad rap. Like, um, like, the film has a very negative stance towards them. But, mm. like, yeah. I can't, so I can't imagine how someone who has them would feel like seeing this movie mm. which i thought that was quite interesting because mm. the ending sp- spoiler alert um mm. the ending ends with him taking them off and, mm. like accepting himself more mm-hmm. and um yeah i thought that was a good ending for the film and it was like uh, a good sign of growth but mm. also yeah i can't imagine how an audience member who has those implants would feel mm-hmm. like it's quite quite demeaning almost to someone with that issue yeah but, yeah so that's interesting uh, um i like that sort of the film it sort of like there's lots of scenes of just sort of pure of just like like no dialogue and it's like a lot of silence 
or with like maybe some like mm. just like like score maybe just some like footsteps or something but it's a, a rather quiet film with not a lot to you know there's like a not a lot of um I think that was definitely part of it and definitely like intended and I saw the scenes where where the audience experienced the same audio as the protagonist I mm. thought that was really stunning and very like I had no idea you know that was what it was like and I think it's groundbreaking in that way that that's never been showcased to my knowledge in film before yeah um I think this has the best sound design of any film this year from the the the, the musical instruments that are played to the sort of the sort of like parts where he sort of is losing his hearing and it sort of goes a bit like yeah it's like I think that's really well done and sort of all of yeah um yeah I, I think that it's it's a film that I put I didn't think would get nominated for a lot of awards. I, I, I thought it was gonna be like a big like like critic, you know, sort of fan favourite, but that wouldn't get the um love that it should have deserved, you know. I feel like every year there's sort of yeah. like indie favourites, I guess. Things like Uncut Gems mm. or The Lighthouse, for example, like recently or or things like First Performed or, or films like that that deserve a lot of awards love but don't get it. And so it's just sort of, you know, like indie favourites, you know. And I thought this would be another one yeah. of those kinds of films. I'm glad that it wasn't, you know. Like, mm. I was absolutely floored when Adam Sandler didn't get anything, any, like, official uh, um, recognition for Uncut Gems. That was mm. a tragedy. But yeah. yeah, I'm I'm glad that this film is more more officially officially recognized. Definitely deserving of it. Mm. Yeah. Um and I, I yeah, I just think this is the best film of these nominees. And so this is your number one? This is number one, yes. I, wow. I I think on every I also think the directing is very well done because this is a f again there's not a massive amount of there's not not there's a decent portion of dialogue but it, there's a lot of just silence or like sign language so you've got to try and direct that and that could be very difficult yeah. you know but i think the director pulls it off and i think this was the director's directorial debut i think oh wow that's extremely impressive so like and uh, there's one more that will also um the father which is also that director's directorial debut so like this year there's a lot of oh directorial Three. debuts as well which is it's just a yeah like because you know of all of all the films that got delayed and everything this is a i'm just a very good batch of nominees like it's a pretty like one of the best a, like it's a pretty good year there's no true like really awful films nominated that like don't deserve to be there it's like a pretty good list mm. I, would, I would say anyway um, yeah nothing egregious yeah um, so I also think the ending, we sort of touched on it a little bit earlier, the ending is a very, it's a bittersweet ending, to put it, you know, simply. It is, yeah. And I think that's the way this kind of, because I don't think every film needs to have, you know, a happy ending. I think there's, you know, it can have 
they can be you know bittersweet endings or they can just be you know just depressing you know sort of endings when it's you know not happy endings but this is you know one of those bittersweet mm. endings yeah um, i was definitely satisfied yeah. for the end yeah and and it's sort of that I... made sense with sort of the character progression yeah well. yeah yeah there was one scene that really stood out was when um he was working or not working he was just like spending time with the kids in the school and there was like a performance for the oh, class oh yeah that and he took one of the students who was like messing around outside oh where they're on like the slide and they're like sort of making yes oh yeah. that's a i think all the scenes of uh, Riz Ahmed's character with the kids are very well done and they're very good like young yeah. kid actors you know which is impressive yeah, they were all amazing mm. yeah yeah, that one scene on the slide where Ahmed's character is drumming and the kid feels the vibrations on, like, the metal slide. Mm, yeah. Which, sound of metal, but, yeah, yeah, that was so, so, I can't even think of the word. Very, um, very touching, very emotional mm. moment. Very just, like, you know, makes you put your hand on your chest and go, like, <sighs> you know. Mm, yeah. It, it was good to see. Yeah. Very wholesome, wholesome moment. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to put a rating on this one? I can't... Yeah. I struggle rating this film because if I was to rate it on its own, I would have no issue giving it like a extremely high ranking, like, a, like 9 out of 10. But <laughs> I think compared to the other Oscar noms, I might have to give it an 8. An eight. A high eight. Though. A high eight. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that's it. so eight out of ten then from you. Yeah. Uh. So like I said, this is my favorite of these nominees, and I'm giving it a ten out of ten. Wow. It legitimately is the best film of last year, and I I was also is that the first time there's been a ten out of ten on the podcast. Uh, no, I think we did real. We've done Rear Window, and I think I gave that a ten. Oh yeah. I don't think yeah. any. I think that's the only other one we've given though so far of what's been released. Mm. Um. So, yeah, I just and I thought it's the most emotionally gripping story for me, anyway. Um. Yeah. And I just think it deserves every award it wins because it's just really great yeah i definitely would not be mad if mm. that won literally every award but yeah yeah great film um so we've got two nominees left um so um uh, i actually want to bring up something about the oscar well not it's kind of about the oscars but it's not about the films uh so do you know who bill maher is uh oh i have heard the name but okay. remind me so he's like a he's like a late night talk show host but like he's not funny right and he's just a dick that's rare he's like he's just like he, yeah he's like he's meant to be funny but like he's not and he's just mm. so he did a thing recently talking about the um uh, like Oscar films 
and he basically made a point that like he didn't like this year's batch of nominees which i guarantee he hasn't seen and just was like why are they all depressing like sad films and it's just like that's what they always are the oscars are always sad yeah like look at the part just look at every year of like nominees that like look at Lash's nominees like it's but also, these films are not, like, these are not sad, depressing films. Like, there is, like, hopefulness. Like, Minari... Yeah, they're quite is, uplifting. ...is a very uplifting film, you know? Like, Promising Young Woman is, like, meant to be a comedy, you know? Mm. All these things. And, and he just sort of... And he sort of talks about how films were, like... I... This is sort of an overarching point of the idea that films... Like, they don't make good films anymore, which I think is completely wrong because i think like because when you sort of look at i don't know if this will stay in or not but i think eh, but the sort of idea that films there aren't great films made anymore i think is very wrong because it's definitely like definitely very wrong like the like because i saw this thing of people talking about like oh man i wish we were still getting films like i don't know just like like things like I'm trying to remember. It's like weird, like '80s comedies, like Stripes or like things like that. Or, and I'm just mm. like, but also, like, do those movies hold up like exceptionally well? Like, I don't know if they do. Yeah, I feel like um, maybe the view from a, like 65 year old talk show host isn't the the most prevalent. In the film industry, maybe yeah. he should not be listening to him. No, I'm maybe not. he should not have a platform for yeah. that subject matter. And so he and he saw and he talks about how like there's a quote here where he's like he's like talks about how Hollywood used to make films for adults that were entertaining and not like just depressing, but then he shows images of films like Twelve Years a Slave and like Schindler's List, which are ten times more depressing than any of the Best Picture nominees this year. Like, those are, yeah. like, really sad, depressing films. And it's just, like... Very hypocritical. It's just, like, yeah. And I, and I think the idea that... You know, I just sort of think this idea that... Like, because the, the whole point of the Oscars is to showcase, like, the best films made... So they're not going to nominate for, like the best films of the year. So it's not going to nominate like big blockbusters because while those are enjoyable and I do like a decent portion of those, they're not the best films made. There's like better films made from like you know the through made from the year, you know. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I just think that's just sort of yeah ridiculous claim yeah I, I just think that and sort of that idea in general of like films like i don't know it, it just annoys me the idea and people who think that like movies aren't great anymore like they don't which is wrong they're like like they're great films made all the time it's just yeah they don't get the recognition as much as they used to anymore because it's sort of the view on cinema has changed somewhat mm. especially with like and it's definitely still changing you know with mm. all of the streaming services like yeah and that's another thing like streaming services you know there's like you know and I the think... last two years i think are the first to have oscar nominations from like only um for films that were only released 
on streaming services, which is crazy, but I guess that's, like, going to be the new normal. Yeah. Which I don't think that's a problem with. Like, films are films, yeah. you know. I think the, exactly. the way they are released is irrelevant, you know. Yeah. I think uh, the idea that something, like, can't get better in general is, like, so crazy. Like, we're evolving, you know. It's not, like, because The Great Gatsby is good, a book is never going to be written that's better. Like, you mm. know, it's such, like, a backwards, like, mm. old person idea. Yeah. But, like, he is. He is a moronic old white man. So is, you know, and I think... Um, uh, this actually sort of brings to a, a, a quick point before we continue on. Uh, the I don't know if you heard that the Oscars are going to adding new rules for more inclusivity. Inclusivity? Inc- inclusivity. Like, the, mo- the films have to be, like, more inclusive to be nominated for, like, Best Picture. Oh, I didn't know that. If they, have to, oh. if they have to pass the Bachelor test, though, I'm not sure there's going to be, like, no Oscars at all. But... No, um, so I, it isn't in place yet, but it's going to be in place in, like, the next couple years. I don't That's think... good, it, I guess. It's it not... depends on the actual rules, but... Yeah, it's not like a Bechdel test, which, I, by the way, I think the Bechdel test is stupid, if I'm being 100% honest. I think the because I think that the, it's interesting. It's a it's an interesting way to look at things, but it doesn't actually reflect because, what yeah, films like what Twilight films. passes, but you wouldn't say Twilight is like a good representation of women. I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, say it is. like it's a very bad way to represent women. Yeah. My, in my opinion, anyway. Um. But like the father. Mm. Right, that wouldn't pass the Bechdel test, but no. it was a phenomenal film. Which actually, that was the next film on the list. Actually, perfect um, segue. So yeah, that was actually perfect. So the father, uh, pretty good film. Really great film. Yeah, I was not expecting what it was at all. So did you know what it was about prior to seeing it? Uh, I didn't know the details. I knew it was about an elderly man and his daughter, but that was about it. So you didn't know that he had dementia and that it was sort of... No. Oh, okay. I... Well, because this film came out, like, Alex Sundance or something, like, last year in January, like, 2020 or something. Mm. So, like, some people had seen it, you know, well over a year ago. And so just when it came out, the reviews... Like, the, the re- reviews that came out. And I was like, this sounds good. I can't wait to see this. Um, and it's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, I actually have, like, zero uh, criticism for this film. I just thought... Really? It was emotionally flooring. It was shot really well. The performances were amazing. Mm. Um, yeah, no criticism. Mm. Only praise. Yeah. Uh, I've got slight criticism, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, so, yeah, I think... Yeah, it's a... Pr- yeah, Anthony Hopkins gives his best performance I've seen from him in this. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I, I think... Because a lot of the film works because of him. Like, I, I would yeah. think that if he doesn't work, the rest of the film doesn't work. Yeah, or definitely. at least not as well. It's sort of, um, you know, he needs to be great. Um, and then the rest of the film, you know, works just as well. 
because of him. Yeah, I thought the casting choices were really great. Mm. And I liked how, um, so, it's not really a spoiler, but the, um, he gets like a nurse, right? Mm-hmm. Which is later revealed to be a nurse in a mm. nursing home. Yeah. But he sees this nurse as his daughter for a time. Yes. And yes. the actress that plays his daughter and the actress that plays the nurse actually look quite similar. I thought that was mm. a really great they, Yeah, they, they don't look massively similar. They look rather somewhat similar, yeah. I will give yeah, you Yeah, they have some of the same features. Like, mm. uh, because it happened quite early on where he, like, mis- mistakes the nurse for his daughter. I was like, mm. wait, did that actress just change... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like yeah, it made yeah, me yeah. actually think about it. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, um, I like that this film was from Anthony Hopkins' perspective, and sort of mm. you see what he sees, because a lot of these kinds of films sort of take place from the uh, the people around him and their perspective. Yeah, and I think that is a lot, and I think filming it from his point of view is a lot more interesting because it you're sort of. Um, disorientated along with him which at yeah. times didn't work for me I felt the disorientation was a bit too confusing like mm. most of the time it really really worked like it was really really good but um, there were a handful of times where I was just a little bit confused and not in like a good way like I actually but like that's sort of my primary. That's like my only criticism with the film, is that I was a bit confused at points and not in like a good way. Mm, yeah, I can see how that could be a problem, but I personally didn't have that. I thought all of the scenes that were like showing his um, his struggle, or like when he opened uh, the doors in his flat, like his closet doors, and it mm. opened to like a hospital hallway i thought that was done so well and that was probably like the the emotional climax of the film started like there but it was Mm. really great Mm. yeah just like Uh, technically done as well like that mm -hmm. was really cool it's very technical i think the editing is surprisingly good i think the editing that the film does is very it's just it's very good editing you know, it's a, it's sort of like I didn't expect the editing to be as good as it was. Um, but I yeah, th- me either. Yeah, but I think that what really stood out were the performances. Mm. Olivia Coleman giving because it was really all about the yeah. the characters. The, and, if um, the performances don't the work, then the rest of the film doesn't work. Like, because this is a film sort of based solely on the performances. Like, everything else is sort of not, you know, uh, like, like the performances, you know, need to work or the film doesn't work, really. And I think the performances... Yeah. I think Olivia Coleman gives a really good performance in it. Probably her career best, or the best I've seen her do. I have not seen The Favourite. Which I've heard is very good, and she did win the Oscar for that. But yeah, she's really great in that. But you know, she this is a very good performance, and I would have no problem with her winning uh, for supporting actress. Sort of a bit like you know, um, Anthony. If Anthony Hopkins won, I wouldn't be 
upset. I wouldn't be upset mm. if Anthony Hopkins won. But I prefer Riz Ahmed. But I think of the supporting performances this year, I think Olivia Coleman has given the best of those. I don't think there's a another supporting performance from this year that I thought was better than hers. Yeah, I agree. I find she really... She really drops into characters really. Mm. She's always like stunning. Like her character in Phoebe Waller Bridges series Fleabag. Yes. Oh, that's she's so great in that. Yeah, she's good. so good. Like every every time I've seen her. Mm. Yeah. She's every time of... I've seen her in uh, a character, it feels like she's a different person. Mm. She's one of those like few people who can do comedic performances and serious performances because i've seen because i've also seen her in things yeah. like Broadchurch, which is sort of like a cop drama and she's very good in that mm. and i've also seen her in like hot fuzz which is like a pure comedic performance uh, yeah and it's yeah it's just really good and she's really good um it's, I think this is also, because I think some films, just sort of in general, can just, just go forever. Like, they go too mm. long and unnecessarily slow, but I feel this, because this film was like 90 minutes. And I think... It really didn't feel like it. Yeah, it, it went by fast, but I don't, I think if it had been any longer, it would have felt a bit just slow. Honestly. Yeah. I thought the pacing was really great. Yeah, it, was, it, it moved fast and the pacing was great. Um, yeah. Uh, this is based off of... I didn't, Did you know this is based off of a play? I did not know that. Uh, yes, this is based off a play written by the director, Florian Zeller. So the film was written by Christopher Hampton and Florian Zeller, and it's based off of Zeller's play. Oh, wow. um, that would be really interesting to see live. Yeah, I, I think, um, like, I don't know how well this. I think this could work better. This might work better as a film because, on if you're mm. bit, like on like stage or plays, you have to be a little bigger. You sort of have to give yeah. bigger performances, and I do not think that this film, I don't think this film should have been a big, it's, it's a lot of subtle performances from Hopkins, Cop, everyone to be fair. Yeah, very personal, very mm. yeah. Yeah. Subtle. Um, yeah, I think this is just a very good film and one of the best nominees this year. Yes. Um, so I give this a 9 out of 10. I would also give this a 9. I think that's the first time we've agreed on it. No, did we give? Was it? Did we give? I know we gave Mank or Nomadland actually earlier the same, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, I think I we think... gave. I, I, get, so I, I gave Mank and Nomadland both seven. Yeah, I think we. Yeah, no, yeah. I I'll give Mank a six and Nomadland a low seven. Mm. Um. So, so now, now final best picture nominee: Trial of the Chicago Seven. seven. I think it's good. Me too. 
Okay. okay. I... I originally had this, like, sort of near the top, and then I sort of was thinking, well, no, I actually like Promising Young Woman more, so I dropped it down below. But that also meant I had to change its score. Um, mm. So, yeah. I think this is... What do you think of Aaron Sorkin? Just sort of in general, like a writer and filmmaker. I'm not sure how much of his stuff I've actually seen. Have, have you seen, seen the social, social network? I haven't, which I've been meaning to see for a long time. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Oh, we, we gotta, gotta do, do that at some point. point. The social, social network's so good. Yeah, for sure. Um. Did he do the? I guess or um the Steve Jobs movie. I think he did. I think he did. I think he, I think he wrote that. that. I'm just, just going to quickly check, check actually. I'm pretty sure he did. He also did The West Wing, which I don't know if you've seen. I haven't seen, but I didn't know he was like a head I have not. So he's, he's directed um, A Few Good Men. No, not directed. Written A Few Good Men. Um, Moneyball? Uh, I have not seen that. It's, it's Molly's Game? I have no recollection of that even being filmed, Molly's Game. Okay, well that's kind of... <laughs> and he's got a film coming out this year. Well, it's, it's slated to come out this year, but I don't know if it is called Being the Ricardos. Sounds intriguing. Uh, so, yeah, the premise is takes place over the course of a week during production of I Love Lucy, which sees Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz encounter a crisis that could jeopardise their careers and marriage. Hmm. It's, it's got, got a, a pretty, pretty good, good cast. cast. Nicole Kidman, Javier Bardem, J.K. Simmons. Like, nice. That's, that's a solid. pretty good cast. Yeah. Uh, so I so Charles Chicago Seven is based off the well, the Chicago Seven, which I think I think this is a good sort of style, like a, a good film. That after I watched the film, I did research and wanted to learn more about the actual event itself, like what led up to it, the mm. aftermath and everything. And I just thought it was very interesting yeah. to see. Yeah, I going into this film, I was not excited because uh, I I'm not a huge fan of like courtroom set Dramas? movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was so compelling, and I like was never bored. You know, very. Mm. It did a, It did a great job of um, holding my attention for sure mm-hmm. throughout yeah. the film. I sort of feel a sim I, I sort of feel similar to that um i think and I re- sorry sasha's character was great mm, yeah sasha brown cohen uh yeah gives yeah. a really good performance i think all the performances are pretty good i don't there's, i don't know if it's, i think sasha brown cohen probably gives the best performance but everything else is just sort of like fine you know there's nothing yeah. amazingly standard. the judge oh the judge frank really langella well i thought he was very good a very yeah he really unlikable character yeah he really made me hate him you know yeah which is the point you know i think he was that's the whole yeah. of his character and he's very good at it and he gives a very really good, good performance mm. as the as the judge um, yeah, this film is great at really making me feel frustrated mm. and hate society. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. I think that... Yeah. I, I think the film also... Um, is like... I don't know what I'm... I don't know what I'm really... Um, it's just... I think the editing... I, the, everyone talks a little about the editing and how great the editing is. And I think it, it moves along at a very mm. fast pace. And um, Yeah. Which was definitely necessary. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I feel like this is a... Fir- I feel like it might be a bit too long, though. Um, like, it's... It, I it, didn't feel that way. I thought it fit. It fit the story well within mm. the confines. Mm. Uh, but I just think this is a pretty solid film. I, I don't... I think the ending feels a bit forced. Mm. Like... But it was based on true events, so... Yeah, but I don't think that the the full ending... Um, at the end, minus spoilers, there's sort of like a sing, there's like a song that is playing, and sort of a sort of very hopeful ending, and I don't think that's accurate to what happened i could be wrong but i just yeah, it I felt like a bit it had like those um it had like what happened to the yeah. the real people but that, it was that happens in like a like, lot of these kinds of films which i don't have a problem with yeah yeah like reading that with the hopeful music and i was like this guy killed himself i was like oh okay <laughs> yeah it's a very weird sort of oh it's it's a sort of triumphant hopeful music and oh yeah. this guy committed suicide Ugh. strange tone mm. uh i i do think that it, it, it is very engaging and i think the scenes where i think the best parts are just the scenes of them in the courtroom just sort of talking about things and like giving their yeah. case and everything i yeah. think also, the scene of um, I forgot the character's name, but the uh, Yaya Ab Madul Mateen, who is the um, he's like the black guy who's sort of in there along with the rest with the with Oh, seven. Bobby Seal. Yeah, Bobby Seal. I think mm. his like a lot of there's like a lot of awards buzz for his performance, which I didn't really get, but I do think this he do, he does a good job with what he with what he has, and also the mm. scene where the um. How do I describe it? Like the sort of sit where he's sort of like restrained forcefully, oh, illegally. Yeah, rather. Or he's gagged. Yeah. In the courtroom. Yeah, is very like dark. Very powerful. And a very, very dark. Like, Im- yeah. Yeah, very important. Not important, but like you know, it's like a big deal. You know. Yeah, and even the prosecution is like, okay, that's enough. Yeah, they, uh, and and you know that, and you sort of you look at it like they're all sort of like this. We don't need to do this, and like only the judge is the one who's doing this. Like he's like the villain of yeah. the piece. Everyone else is like, there's just people who are you know, they're just doing their Caught job, you know. Rather, they mm-hmm. don't they don't condone this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then I liked how at the end uh, when it was showing like the statistics and where are they now kind of thing mm-hmm. showed that um like 75% of like the judges at the time found that judge like unfit mm-hmm. to be a justice of the peace which I thought was quite good yeah. I was happy to read that yeah um I think a common complaint that I sort of 
saw more here than in the social network because the so because of is Aaron Sorkin's way he writes dialogue and writes characters. Because in the social network, mm. it kind of fits more because of he's writing about like these computer nerds and it and sort of the things they say and the way they talk seems sort of accurate. They sort of say that the just the dialogue between the characters sort of fits more than it does here. They just sort of talk in a way that doesn't feel right to me. Yeah, I can... Yeah, I understand that. But I think um, Sasha Baron Cohen's character's, like, one-liners and mm. where he, like, mocks the the judge, I, I thought that uh, works mm. really well to, like, yeah. lighten the mood yeah. and keep it upbeat and fast-paced. I thought mm-hmm, he was, like, yeah. really great. And his character was written very well. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so, there's not a lot left. I think we've sort of covered everything, I think, at least. Is there anything yeah. else you want to talk about? Um, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. I just want to hear your, like, final ranking, like, Yeah, uh, so I'm going to put a number on this. And um, then we can. Uh, so yeah, I'm just, let's just put a number on this, and I'll give the fu- my full ranking of the films. Uh, okay. So, right. oh yeah, I'll let you go first. I'll give this uh, a solid eight, very, very strong eight movie. Mm. Uh, it's the same here. I give this one an eight as well. Cool. So. I'm gonna give you now the full rating. For the so I I did change this recently. Um, so here's the rating. So I'm gonna go from the worst to the best, from bottom to top. So number eight, okay. we've got Mank. Number seven, Nomadland. Number six, Minari. Number five, The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Number four, Promising Young Woman. Number three, Judas and the Black Messiah. Number two, The Father. And number one, Sound of Metal. So that is my. That's four. a solid ranking. Yeah. We both had um, Promising Young Woman at four and mm. The Father at two. That's yeah. funny. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't actually plan for that. That just happened. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, I think and Mank last. And Mank last, yeah. I feel so bad, because I feel like it should have been better than it was, but it, you know, unfortunately. I know. Poor David. Yeah. It's not like this is the end of his career, though. I'm sure he'll... No, he's, got, he's still got a again. long time to, fi- to finally win his Oscar. Yeah. So, um, before we wrap up, should we just sort of go through the prediction? The, well, not predict, well, just sort of some of the major categories and just sort of give opinions, maybe predictions on what we think... Well, how about, like, what we want to win and what should win? Well, sorry. Yeah. What we think will win and what we would like to see win. Mm. Um, so, best picture? Uh, I... I would love to see Meanery win. Yeah. Uh, and I think... I would love to see Sound of Metal win. Uh, what do you think is going to win? Uh, it's... I think maybe... Um, I think maybe Sound of Metal might get it, or The Father. Really? Yeah. I think I'm going Nomadland primarily based upon its performances at all the other awards ceremonies. It's just been winning at mm. Golden Globe, at BAFTA, at Critics' Choice, at like every major awards body. 
So if yeah. it doesn't win, it'll be like a big shock. It'll be sort of like um like if like when Roma didn't win, kind of. Yeah. I hope it doesn't though. Honestly. I don't. I don't think it should. It's one of the weaker nominees. Definitely. Well. Um, yeah. So then, best director. Uh, uh, do you know who's Chloe Zhao? Chloe Zhao's um, probably gonna win. Uh, do you yeah. know who the nominees are for best director? Uh, I think I do, but I don't have them like okay. in hand. So I'll just re- so Thomas Vinterberg for another round, which I haven't seen, but I've heard is really great, and I want to watch, and mm. I'll try and watch that because uh, the week after, so this is coming out, when this comes out will be Monday, and then a week from now is the Oscars. So yeah. when the Oscars are, we might record something for that, just sort of reactions and opinions on what happened. Yeah, maybe. Sure. Um, so I'm go- I want to try and watch another round before then, so I'm informed. Mm. So Thomas Vinterberg for another round, David Fincher for Mank, Lee Isaac Chun for Minari, Chloe Zhao Nomadland, Emerald Fennel, Promising Young Woman. I would love to see Emerald Fennel get it, but I'm mm. thinking it will go to Chloe Zhao. Yeah. Well, you know what? I also hope Promising Young Woman gets uh, best screenplay. Mm. Yeah. I think it got that at the BAFTAs, which is cool. Yeah. Did it? I feel like... Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Let me, I'm just going to quickly check, actually. I'm, I mean, I hope it did. It, it, it deserves... Um, it deserves... To win screenplay, well, original mm. screenplay rather. Um. So then, uh, I'm just gonna quickly get this up. So then we've also got, so we've got best actor, uh, which I feel is gonna go to Chadwick Boseman. Mm. Uh, yeah. As as have you seen Ma Rainey's Black Bottom? I have not, but I will before the I sure. watched it. Because I thought it was going to get Best Picture nominated, which it didn't. Uh, I was probably going to see it anyway, because I'd heard it was Chadwick Boseman's final film role. So I felt like I probably should see it anyway. Um, So for Best Act, we've got Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins, The Father, Gary Oldman, Mank, and Stephen Young in Minari. Um, Yeah, I would love to see... Riz Ahmed or Stephen Ewan, but I don't yeah. think Stephen Ewan will get it. No. I would love Riz Ahmed to win. I think he should. He gave the best performance, but I think it's going to go to Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Which I would not be mad about. I, I think Chadwick Boseman, to be fair, Riz Ahmed has got like the rest of his career to win. Chadwick yeah. Boseman has unfortunately passed, so he's probably going to win. And it's a very good performance, so I think... If he does win, yeah, it's not. I wouldn't be mad. It's not I wouldn't think it was undeserved. Yeah. Uh, so best actress Viola Davis, Marini's Black Bottom, which I feel should be supporting. It's a it's a much more limited role than Chadwick Boseman, but it's mm. it's a it's a fine performance. Uh, Andre Day, The United States vs. Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand, Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Woman. I think Carrie Mulligan should win, and I think she has a decent shot of actually winning. It's, yeah. it's very up in the air because all these actresses have won at like different awards bodies. Like, there's no like consistent through line. Mm. I think Carrie Mulligan is the only uh, the only realistic option in my eyes. Mm. I think she was by far the best. Mm. Although I haven't seen the Billie Holiday movie. Yeah, United but... States was Billie Holiday and Ma Rainey. 
Uh, you you have mm. seen pieces of a woman, right? Yes. Mm. What did you think of that? Because I don't know if we'll do an episode oh. on it, but I think it's... I quite enjoyed it, but it, I, I'm I thought... aware it's very divisive. It's a very divisive film. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf was very a very interesting casting choice because there's like a borderline sexual assault scene and oh, yeah. it came out that he had like sexual assault allegations against him, which was yeah, that quite was interesting. Very... Also, he does a full frontal, <laughs> which is interesting. Yeah, that was very interesting. I wasn't expecting that. Um, no, I was not either. I could have but... gone without that scene, to be honest. Mm. But what did you think of but Vanessa I... Kirby in Pieces of I Wolf? think her performance was probably the highlight of the movie mm. by a lot. I think, um, I think for me personally, before seeing Promising Young Woman, she was my favorite female performance. Mm. I thought she, and I would have liked to see her win, but Carrie Mulligan, yeah, has taken it and should win. Yeah, Carrie's definitely my first choice, mm. and then probably Vanessa next. Yeah. Uh, so supporting actor, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, Charles Chicago Seven, Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami. Have you seen One Night in Miami? I have not seen One Night in Miami. I watched it again because I thought it would get Best Picture nominated, and it didn't. But it's a it's a pretty good film. It's one of it's better than a decent than at least half I would say of the Best Picture nominees for mm-hmm. me in my personal opinion anyway. Um, yeah, it's very good. Uh, Paul Racy, Sound of Metal, and Lakeith Stanfield, Judas and the Black Messiah, which is a which was a shock. Because I thought he would have been campaigned in lead. Yeah. But he was supported. Which is weird, because he's the lead character, I would argue. Yeah. Like, it's sort of about his sort of journey, I guess. Um, of those I nominees, probably, it's kind of... Paul Racy. Yeah, Paul Racy, Sound of Metal. For me, it's kind of between Paul Racy and Daniel Kaluuya. Mm. Yeah, he was also very strong. Mm. Um, I actually, there was someone who got snubbed for Best Actor, which really upset me. Delroy Lindo in The Five Bloods. I don't oh, know yeah. if you've seen that. Have you seen that? I have. Excellent yes. movie. Delroy Lindo should have been nominated for Best Actor, and he didn't. Yeah. And it's so disappointing. Like, he gave... I completely forgot. I would argue he gave a better performance than at least Gary Oldman and Stephen Young, definitely. Like, he should be yeah. nominated. I agree with that. And he wasn't. Which disappointed me. Because it's sort of from the beginning of the... Like, he wasn't nominated at places like the Golden Globes or the, like, uh, Screen Actors Guild. So mm. I was very worried that he would miss out. And he did, unfortunately, miss out. Which is a massive shame. Because he should have yeah. been nominated. Uh, so then there's Supporting Actress... A very interesting category this year. Um, hmm. Maria Bakalova, Borat, subsequent movie film. I haven't even seen. No. Yet, but... um, Glenn Close, Hillbilly Elegy. Olivia Coleman, The Father. Amanda Seyfried, Mank. And Yoon Yo Jung, Minari. Hmm. I think Olivia Coleman is definitely my first preference. Olivia Coleman is definitely the best performance, but I think Yoon Yo Jung is going to win. Well, most I would likely. not be mad about that. I think she's fine, but I just think Olivia Coleman was better. What yeah, did you? I, agree. I also another massive snub 
for me anyway, was Ellen Burstyn from Pieces of a Woman as well. I thought she was very good and had a yeah. very good shot of getting in, but unfortunately did not. That might yeah, just be me, though. Was, I think she was definitely better than, like, um, Amy Seyfried. Am- yeah, Amanda Seyfried. Al- yeah. What's that her name? Amanda Seyfried. Amanda Seyfried. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Yun Ye Jung is gonna win most likely, and I would like, but I would like to see Olivia Coleman win, in my yeah. opinion. Um, I think Olivia's got a good chance. She she has a decent chance, but I don't know if she'd win because she won her first one so recently. Mm. I also think yeah. there is a slight possibility that Glenn Close could finally win her Oscar, because she's never won. We'll see. But maybe yeah, the film's too divisive though, so she maybe most likely won't. Yeah. Uh. So. I don't know how many... I might just do original and adapted screenplay and then maybe go... I don't know. I'll definitely do those two. I don't know if there's anything else major. Um, a po- Actually, I'm just going to make a quick point about another category. Um, Tenet was not nominated for Best Sound, which I'm, which I'm glad for because the sound design was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I could not agree more. So I'm I've... glad it didn't get nominated for Sound. I liked very little about Tenet. I think... Uh, I feel like the Academy felt obligated to throw it in for something, but um, yeah, but it was not very strong in mm. any particular area, I think, except for the the sets. So, Ten has been, got two Oscar nominations for visual effects and production design. Mm. Which I think is fair, but mm. I feel like it is a bit forced. Mm. Yeah, I think the oh, visual Nolan, effects are pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. at least it, I mean, it didn't, at least it didn't get picture. True, yeah. Um, so, best original screenplay, Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, The Trial of the Chicago 7, No Mank, which I was very surprised about, because I thought that would get in, sort of, based on the fact that it's, that it's written by David Finch's late father. I just sort of yeah. thought it would get in. Hmm. Um, of those, Sound of Metal is my favourite, but I think Promising Young Woman's probably going to win, which I'm not upset yeah, about. I would hope so. Promising Young Woman's yeah. a very good screenplay and is well deserved. Well yeah, deser- I agree. deserves to win. Um, so I'm just going to do adapted screenplay and then finish because I'm kind of losing my voice and we've been recording for just over two hours now. Oh, well. So. <clears throat> So for adapted screenplay, uh, the nominees are uh, Borat, subsequent movie film, The Father, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger. Of those, I put The Father as my favourite, and the one Mm. I would like to see win, but I think Nomadland's got a very good shot of winning. Yeah, I... Which, like bums me out a little bit because in my mind the father was like miles ahead of mm. Nomadland. Oh yeah, but, absolutely. But Yeah, I'm thinking it probably will end up being Nomadland. Yeah. I mean I put all the nominees I have seen above Nomadland, Borat, subsequent movie film and one night in Miami I put above Nomadland and the father mm. as well. Yeah. Um, and actually, let's just quickly touch on animated feature. If you've seen, have you seen any of the animated? So the nominees uh, for animated feature I've are seen Soul, Onward, 
Over the Moon, a Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon, Soul, and Wolfwalkers. I've heard Wolfwalkers is, is quite good, so I'll try and watch that before the Oscars. Um, and I've seen all of those except Shaun the Sheep movie. Um, hmm. uh, Soul's... Really scraping the bottom of the barrel there. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have a great selection of nominees. They had a um, Studio Ghibli did a 3D animated film, and it is terrifying. Yeah. Like, it just looks awful. And it's not good, apparently. Yeah. I'm dreading seeing that. I'm I'm not going to see it. I I really just don't care enough to see it. I feel like I have to because I I love Studio Ghibli, but we'll see. I guess. I've I I'm going to be honest. I've never seen a Studio Ghibli film. No, not never one. Are you kidding? I've ne- I've not seen a single Studio Ghibli film in my life. That's crazy. I That's don't know insane. how I've avoided them for so long. Like a bunch of them are on Netflix. I've d- I just have ne- not gone around yeah, to watch them. I think most of them are on Netflix. Yeah. Um, sorry, but for anime film, I would put Soul to win, and Soul is my favorite as well. Yeah, Soul was the only one I saw, so I guess I'll put that too. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty. Oh, sorry, that's pretty much it. Uh, any final things to say before we wrap uh, up? Meanery for Oscars twenty twenty one. Yeah, Sound of Metal. Let's come on, let's go. Um. <laughs> So yeah, thank you for listening to this episode. It was very long, a lot of discussion. My voice is kind of a bit sore. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining me for this episode. This, this is very yeah, it was fun. A, and uh, it was a pleasure. Yeah, and uh, next week we're gonna do an Oscars reaction type thing to sort of talk about what won and everything. And I've got to actually watch the Oscars, so I'll be able to <laughs> have like sort of in-depth like knowledge and sort of thoughts and everything as it happens mm. yeah um so yeah that's pretty much it uh yeah thank you for listening go back listen to past episodes and any you know future episodes as well um yeah that's all really thank you goodbye i guess <laughs> <laughs>